Welcome to Rust Belt Love, conversations about love, relationships, and dating for those over 50. I'm Kathy. And I'm Samantha. We're two single women living in the Rust Belt, navigating this topic together. Welcome. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I went on a couple dates. You did? Um, I, I made it to a second date. Yeah. Um, I'm okay. happy to report. I don't know if I'll make it to a third, but, you know, I'm starting to kind of think about things. And I think today's topic, it really kind of fits right in, right? These yellow flags, kind of red well, flags. So do you want to go on another date with the second date guy? Oh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Okay. So are you going to tell him? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's always, <laughs> it always goes this way. I'm trying to, I'm trying to kind of pro and con it in my head and see okay. if I should give them a third date chance. So we'll, we'll see. Okay. Um, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I'm trying I, to be open to love. Yes. You are really trying to be open to love. You're doing a better job of that than I am. That's for sure. <laughs> But after like thinking about some of these yellow or red flags, we'll see. We'll see. What yeah. Happens. Yeah. I'm trying to be open to love with myself. <laughs> yeah. And I'm working think, on that. I think one of the biggest red flags or, or yellow flags is that like this person wants to spend a lot of time with me. Like mm-hmm. I think we've, we've joked about this. I, I'm looking for like maybe once every other week, maybe every Tuesday, <laughs> <could do> every <laughs> Tuesday from a scheduling standpoint. Okay. But this person, like we went on our second date and already they're like, what are you doing this weekend? Like, what yeah. are your price? And I'm like, Oh, like I, so, and I felt bad. Cause I was like, Oh, I have plans. I have plans with my family. I have plans with my kids and so that to me is like a yellow flag right like just already like not being able to kind of just sit by themselves Um, so let's what's the difference between a yellow flag and a red flag let's start with that well what do you what do you think um well in perusing the internets um (laughs) (laughs) many would say that a red flag whatever you would determine as a red flag and we can walk through some that are pretty um, agreed upon what some serious red flags are would be a reason to not be in a relationship to stop being in a relationship with someone right and a yellow flag might be something that maybe is concerning to you and might urge you to be cautious or to really try to be really aware of what your experience is with this person um i view it like your spidey sense you know we, we like the, the marvel heroes and and that's what that's i'm trying good. to think about with this individual right mm-hmm. like this has only been our second date my like spidey senses are coming up like this seems like a lot off the bat but i'm just trying to be open like you know is this just me or is this um so and i think that's the thing like you know Whereas if it was a clear red flag, I'd be like, no, no, no third date. But I think the, the, you know, I'm just trying to, my, my spidey senses are up though. Do you, I kind of, in our two episodes ago, when we talked about the first date and the second date and both of us really knowing on a first date with someone that we entered into a relationship with that we really wanted to pursue a relationship with that person or explore that. And I don't know if you're sort of on date, going to date three and you don't, and you're kind of confused. I wonder what that means. I don't know. Maybe people can give us some feedback on that. Yeah. <laughs> if they've got, if they've, I, if they've maybe not had probably, that, like, I think it means you're probably experiencing some of these yellow flags yeah. or at least okay. for me. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, which is actually funny because I think about this other yellow flag of not having any hobbies or interests. One right. of the things I really liked about this person is that they did. They had they they were like going to meetups. They were they were doing a ton of things, which is one of the things I really yeah. validated for them because I think oftentimes what I've experienced is that men don't have a lot of hobbies other than golf, and men don't have a lot of friends. Yeah. And so you know, oftentimes they're looking for these intimate relationships to fill this void and that's a lot of times when they want to spend a lot of time with you so I actually really like that you know yeah. um, except for the golf my my ex-husband was a <laughs> I don't know. I mean, all we know is our own experience. We're two women and we've both been single for quite some time and we raised our children. You know, we met at the elementary school when our children were young and we've been single all along. And I think that, you know, we bonded. Some and- relationships can sound <laughs> worse than we are. But- no, but my point <laughs> yeah. is, is that we've developed our own relationship. And I don't necessarily know that the men are sitting around out front of the elementary school, like making friends with the yes. other divorced dads. Yeah. And then- yeah. Yeah. Going out for drinks and all the things that we did yeah. all those years when we yeah. were sort of and yeah. with other women. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's a gender thing or what. I don't know what that is. But, yeah. but it does seem that the women that we know at our age who are single and have been single for a while are, have a lot of friends. You know, they just have a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And outside interests or hobbies besides golf. Well, yeah. Once we were able to have some time for that, you know, and I guess the thing is, is you know, yellow flags, we can like walk through a few of them now. And of course, these would vary from people. Some people may not see things that you and I might see as a yellow flag. They may not see that as a yellow flag at all. But some of these are kind of dysfunctional and they're things that, you know, I think we have to always be honest with ourselves, what we're seeing and what we're experiencing and not just to be in a relationship, to be in a relationship, to make sure that we're in a good relationship. Yeah. And right? I, I think some of these, what makes it hard is how these yellow flags, yeah. red flags, yeah. is love is emotion mind, right? Mm-hmm. And so these things could be happening and we're so caught up in it that we don't know. Like this notion of like being unwilling to compromise, right? Because we're in this relationship, I might actually kind of like, oh, he they, they just want to take charge. I kind of like this. And and then as time goes on, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This isn't like take charge. This is, in, you know, an unwillingness to be flexible in their thinking. And, you know, come on, there's more than one way of, of seeing things. And um, I think especially at our age, people are more, you know, entrenched in their, <laughs> their views of things and their, their beliefs, systems, et cetera. So it may, that may be more of a yellow flag at midlife than it is when you're 20, yeah. right? Yeah, I would think. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really great point. Yeah. So absolutely. one of the, so no hobbies or other interests was one of them that we came upon unwillingness to compromise, not a lot of other friends or other people to spend time with. This person suddenly wants to spend a lot of time with you early on could be a yellow flag, could be a red flag, could be a green flag. I suppose that that just depends on, yeah, because it could be really exciting when you yeah get together with someone they're like let's be together all the time and yeah and maybe that's what you're looking for Mm -hmm. it's it's not for me but maybe you know for others yeah yeah what about um you know one of the other ones that um that we came upon was you know carries a lot of debt like if you have some sense of their financial issues might be something to just be aware of just keep that you know, in the back yeah, of your mind and, and mm-hmm. just how they, they manage it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. I think again, in this day and age, lots of people have student loan debt, but how are they managing it? Right. Do they seem to be fiscally responsible, um, you know, budgeting or are they just kind of going out 
Yeah. I mean, my divorce has cost me a lot of money. So yes, that's, that's comes with the territory of being divorced in many cases. So it's just a question, yes, of how you're managing it and recovering from that and getting back on track. How about I'm not being forthright about sharing details or things that maybe you're asking questions, you're not getting answers could be concerning. That is huge. And yeah, my my friend Caroline, who we're going to have on as, as a guest, now this is one of the things she's really experiencing in online dating. And, and it's really sad. Like, just be honest. Just post your age. Um, and <laughs> right, that was she, the guy who was, who was 62 then, or something. But then there was like another person she went out with who said he was 5'7", and he clearly wasn't 5'7". He was like 5'4". Like, just be honest. And she really is like a super sleuth. Like she'll, she'll research mm. these people really, you know, to keep mm-hmm. herself safe as much laughing as we did about like the meeting right. for a hike. Right. Um, but, you know, and that's what she said. Why can't people just be honest? Like, it's really sad. And so what it does is then it, you know, like anything, you go on another date and you're already assuming the person isn't being honest with you. Yeah. And I so- don't understand that. I mean, the point is you're going to go on a date with them and you're going to realize they're not that height. They're not that age. They're not whatever. I don't understand like how, how you justify that. Yeah. <laughs> being honest. Cause yeah, yeah. that doesn't start I- it off on a good, a yeah. good note. Right. Yeah. Right. And, right. and, you know, we've talked before on this podcast about how many people I went on dates with who said they were divorced. And as it turns out they're they were still in the process. Right. And that happened to me twice. It was, it's a real turnoff. Yeah. I mean, it can take, like, it took me a long time to get divorced, but I think I wouldn't have put that I was divorced. Yeah. But I was separated. But, but, right, but right. like, I didn't find these things out till like the sixth or seventh or eighth date. Like, right. You know, say it up front on the, like, the first date. Yeah. Because if you're going on a date with me, I will say this. I'm going to ask you all these questions. I like, I like this. <laughs> like, do you have a history of infidelity? I ask, like, what's your history? I was like, what's really? Your oh, do you my think gosh. that people are honest with you on the first date about that? If you said, what's your did you cheat so, on your partner and your so first mate? I, I do think people are honest with me. Okay. And I think like this date yeah. that I went on the second date with, right? I, think mm-hmm. this person was like, oh my gosh, you ask so many questions. I don't think <laughs> I've ever been so open and honest. Like, you wow. know, okay. because I, I mean, it's what I do for a living, right? Yeah. I yeah. always say I get paid to ask questions. <laughs> and so I just want to dive in because this information gives a lot. It's kind of like when you, you meet people and you say, hey, where do you work? Because that says a lot about someone, right? Mm-hmm. So to ask, like, so tell me, how did you get divorced? How many relationships have you been? Have you ever been married? Right? Mm -hmm. All of that is information that you're collecting data that says something. And maybe people, it does take a couple times for people to be honest. Um, But I always, I always can tell you and I were, we were talking about on the dating app, like must be trustworthy, right? Right. Clearly they've experienced. Honest and trustworthy. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And so if someone were to say to you, yes, I was, um, I was, what am, what's the word I'm looking so for? So I had, I, <laughs> I was had not, someone, my only, I was not faithful my in my only, marriage. What my would only, you, my only yeah. date, my, my only, um, what's that called when they, oh my gosh, I'm having like a senior moment. And we both um, are. When they, when they set you up, it's a blind date. Oh, you fix up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my only blind date. It was so funny. I was like running late. I was like so harried. I just sold my car. I show up to the date. I like, I, I have, this was my first date after my divorce. Okay. So like, I'm like, what? And my friend was like, you got this. You just got to do it. And he was talking about how he was having an affair with a married woman. She was married. Oh. And he was not. 
Um, okay. And it just went on and on over this hour long lunch. And I was like, thank you so much here. Let's flip this. <laughs> Really so nice. that was a red flag for you. Yeah, that was that, that seems was, like a, that would be a red flag. Well, maybe actively, it would be a yellow flag. Uh, but I was just like, I this is not for me. But I still really appreciated my friend for setting me up mm-hmm. on this this yeah. blind date because it got me out. Right, I Practice. had to get yes, mm-hmm. and I you you have to you know it's exposure. But yeah, so failed relationships, infidelity. Mm-hmm. Um, I did feel um, on a date I was on a couple weeks ago. The last date I went on. Um, he was like, okay, so you've been divorced for, you know, how long have you been divorced? Uh, 10 years. Okay. So how many long-term relationships have you had? Okay. I've had one and it ended about a year and a half ago and it lasted about a year and a half. And he stops and he's like, so that's it. <laughs> it felt like I had this gap in my relationship resume that I had to explain. <laughs> like, Is that weird? That's like, so what? funny. A relationship a resume gap. Yeah. I don't- I don't focus so much on the gap. No, I, I did. Focus- I felt like he was though. That's was, so fascinating. Yeah, I was huh? like, I had a bunch of kids. I, you know, yeah, I was, I was traumatized from my like it was all a mess. You know, I was so in no would, condition. He, if he were here, he would probably say to us, "That's a, a yellow flag." If you have been, I kind of feel like initially it was until yeah. we, you know, that, and that was like in the early, you know, the first t- half an hour of the conversation, you know, the banter, whatever. Yeah, but and it was that- fun. Yeah, but isn't it also funny? I just think from like a gender standpoint that like he yeah. couldn't figure it out because you should want to be in relationship, yeah, right? Yeah. Versus like, oh, you're you're taking care of your kids. You had some other focus, yeah, yeah. That didn't, what, yeah, exactly. What about some anyway. of the big red flags? The big red flags, yeah. Okay, well, we can start with addicts. That's <laughs> <laughs> not even funny. We, we shouldn't be laughing. Something about that. <laughs> We all know a little bit about that. We had Lisa on. I was married yeah. to an addict. I mean, these are things that, um, and obviously sometimes you're, you know, I was married for years before I realized I was married to an addict. So, you know, that's not necessarily something you can suss out, but you can, you know, just notice maybe when things don't seem quite right. Or, yeah. And, you know, yeah. I think about like with clients, what I talk about, like with addiction is, you shouldn't need a drink or to get high every night to unwind, right? Like you should have some other tools in your toolbox. Um, and not to say that someone who drinks every yeah. night is an addict, but I just, you know, think it can easily become out of control. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just something to be aware of. And, you know, there's lots of resources for that. And I don't know that we can yeah. go into that. But certainly if you notice <laughs> there's an excess of any, substance yeah. or yeah definitely um, reach out and happy to provide tons of resources um mm-hmm. i do with clients all the time um what about yeah so like mismatched relationship goals like i know a lot of people can easily find themselves in relationships with people just to be in a relationship who yeah. don't really want to be in a relationship or yeah. you know never want to get married and if they tell you they never want to get married again or ever there's no reason to not believe that that's true <laughs> Yeah, all the wishful thinking I, might will not make that. Yeah, I don't know if for me this is a red flag or like right. a yellow flag because I think this is part of what I'm mm-hmm. struggling with right now. Like really trying to because I I think again people want to be in relationship with someone. We think we want this, but it in the end it turns out I don't, and it might take me a couple months to figure that out. Yeah. Um. And so, but yeah, I but agree. if someone tells you they don't want to get married, you're not going to be able to have them. It's right. just like if someone says they don't want children, they probably don't want children right you know i think in all of our experiences 
people pretty much tell you who they are. Yeah, um, and, I, yeah. I totally agree. Uh, you know, someone um, said this, it was interesting, because um, I think, you know, we know my story and having my ex-husband come back and, and, and ask me to marry him. And, you know, there was only one friend that said to me, you know, Samantha, people really don't change unless they want to change. And I, you know, it was kind of interesting. But yeah, so those mismatched re- relationship <laughs> goals. Um, yeah. Um, I also think, persistent jealousy. You know, jealousy is something that people have a really uh, hard time. You know, jealousy is when people are threatened that someone is going to be, someone they care about is going to be taken away, right? Mm. And so then they lash out. But, you know, there's a different way to go about it. So like, let's say we're in relationship and you know, I think you're talking with someone else, right? I could say to you, you know, Kathy, when you do X, Y, and Z, it makes me think you're cheating on me. Are you? But Mm -hmm. if someone is saying to you, I want to see your phone, who are you talking to? Where are you at? What are you doing? Right? That is- Why didn't you call me back immediately or text me back immediately? Yeah. Those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah, That is a persistent mistrust that is not going to get better over time. And I think sometimes we can be easily flattered by this, like, Mm -hmm. oh, they care about me oh they love me they want to know what I'm doing no you shouldn't have to tell someone 24 7 what you're doing right and last week we talked with Laura about the attachment styles so there's a lot that could be wrapped up in that too um about a a very insecure anxious attacher might you know might just be manifesting itself that way with you depending on how you are and that could be really complicated right so just to be aware just to be aware this is what we're saying is to just be aware of how you're feeling, what you're experiencing and being honest with yourself about how that really feels and um, for you. Yeah. And I think with, with that, with jealousy, you know, the action urge is to control your partner, right? It feels like like that. Yes. Yeah. To really limit who they see, who they can talk to, who they can spend time with. Or if you get any sense of them talking about their past relationships, how they were in situations. Yeah. So listen, just really listen. (laughs) Really. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, all that control stuff is in there too. You know, I think, I I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I have where it's just, who are you with? Who are you? What were you doing? What, you know, all that is just, it's not good stuff. It's not going to lead to a healthy relationship, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. I I really like what you were talking about. I think I've experienced that with like an anxious attacher, but never Mm -hmm. to that kind of level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not going to get any better. If you're, if you're noticing this early on, it's, yeah. it's not. Yeah. Without a um, lot of help, a lot of intervention. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I, I noticed also a big red flag would be this lack of emotional intimacy, right? Mm-hmm. Like really wanting to connect and be open and I express feelings. So again, right. It's okay to feel jealous if, you know, I, you're spending a lot of time on your phone and I, but again, to me, the emotional connection would be to express that like, right. Hey, what, you know, we, we're, we're, we're here together and you're not here with me. Like what's, what's going on. Right. But if you have someone who who's just kind of like going to be kind of giving you the cold shoulder or kind of passive, right? This lack mm-hmm. of emotional intimacy, that would be concerning, right? Or if you sure. find that you're doing all the divulging of information. Or caretaking. Yeah. For their emotions. Yeah. 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 Um, and obviously if they're, if they're we're not both talking, having- not talking, we're having our senior moments. <laughs> this is later than we usually record. <laughs> If they're like talking smack about their ex-girlfriends yes. or their ex-wife or their ex-husband or 
anybody yes. not yes. no respect for the person yes. who they spent time with and allegedly loved and cared yeah. for be yeah. it a girlfriend boyfriend yeah partner yeah um, thank you i that i really agree with that to me is a huge uh red flag or just a turn off yeah right? like, for sure yeah. yeah definitely but i also married a man who on our first couple of dates was so sweet about his first wife really and then once we were in a relationship the clubs came yeah. So uh, that should have been a red flag. But yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that again is hard. Like when someone presents one way mm-hmm. yeah. for a period of time and then, you, you know, because I think in, in some ways that's almost gaslighting. Yeah. It, because you for think sure. someone yeah. is this way and you begin to love them and you begin mm-hmm. to let your emotional guard down and then they start to slip in these, their true self. And it's almost like, is this you? Wait, wait, but you, yeah, yeah, Yeah. gaslighting. We talked earlier in another podcast about maybe doing a podcast on gaslighting, as hard as that triggering is up by me. But yeah, that's definitely if you're kind of questioning what you're experiencing, that's a huge red flag for sure. Yeah, yeah, please be wary of that. Yes, yeah. What about love bombing? Have you been love bombed before? I've never even had a love letter. I don't think uh, I've been love bombed at well, all. <laughs> yeah, we'll do another. We'll do a full episode sort of on some of these things. But early on, four or five dates in, suddenly someone's, I love you. You're the best thing ever. I'm, whatever, like sort of putting your relationship in a place that it's not really there yet. You know, sort of moving the relationship along very quickly. Those can also be huge red flags. So um, yeah, I must must give off this vibe. Like if I, I think someone once said that like on date four or five and I was like, oh yeah, this isn't going to work. Like I, yeah. yeah. So you broke it off, which was smart. Yeah. (laughs) No, for sure. That's, that's, that's what I remember saying to this person. I'm like, you don't even know me. Like, how can you be saying this? And they can always justify what they're feeling and expressing in that moment. And it can be very confusing because you're maybe not at that place yet. And don't even know if you're going to get to that place. And then it sort of puts the relationship into a different, into a different category at a, at an early point where maybe you're not ready for it. So that's just to be something to be aware of. Yeah. And then the last thing, which I think will lead into the next, um, our next topic, which will be finding yourself in a situationship, which is a new buzzword these days that (laughs) we're seeing everywhere, (laughs) everywhere. Um, That certainly wasn't a thing when I was a youngster, Um, but um, just sort of finding yourself hanging out with someone who um, is not committing to anything other than yeah. hanging out with you once in a while or something. Yeah. And, yeah. I have, I have a client who just educated me on this whole thing because they are in a quote situation ship. Okay. And you know, when I asked why they were like, well, they haven't asked me out. And I said, well, help me understand. And I, I cannot <laughs> stop laughing. I, I don't know. So they haven't even gone out, but they're in a situation. <laughs> no, they have gone out. They oh. go out the days. Okay. Like the whole process of how people meet people now, right? Like you start mm-hmm. talking and then from talking, you go on some dates and then from dating, I guess you get asked out or you could just go right into a situation ship. So there's like a situation ship. There's also friends with, with benefits there's your whole roster what's the difference between friends with benefits and a situation is that the same thing so I, this is, yeah, these young people, I yeah. love them. They got so many great words for things. I think it's kind of the same thing. Now they, they would, they would beg to differ. You like, you could be in, you could have a friends with benefits, but that's not a relationship. A situationship is kind of when you are going out with them, but they might be seeing other people too. 
I don't. Well, I think it's maybe it's undefined. It's undefined. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Like, and I guess friends with benefits is kind of defined. Right. Yes. Like I call you late at night when I need a hookup and you come over, no questions asked, but we might not hang out during the day. Whereas I think kind of in a situationship, what you were talking about with this breadcrumbing is I'll lead you on. Like we could go out, but you know, we're, I'm not going to call you my girlfriend. Right. Okay. No, no labels, no, no definition. Um, what about stuff like, you know, there's no plans for the future, right? So like, what are you doing for the holidays? You know, that kind of stuff, right? So it's clearly not a relationship. It's maybe not exclusive. And and that's actually funny, because I was in it, I've I've been in a situation ship. And I one of the things I said to this person is like, I've never even met your family, right? Meeting the family. Yeah, like, don't don't say I'm your girlfriend. I've never met your family. What are you talking about? Oh, so okay. So this is the thing with the situation ship. It seems to me in my research that it's maybe not mutual in many cases. Like, it's not like we've agreed to be in a situationship. There's one person who wants to be in a situationship or isn't sure, and the other maybe wants to be in a relationship. Mm, interesting. Do you think? Yeah. What, yeah. I, what I appreciate about you. So Kathy, you come yeah. with this research where I'm bringing only my <laughs> clinical experience but um, and my own personal experience. That's also why would so it- your hypothesis is that based on your research is that when people are in a situation ship, oftentimes, and that's what I would say. It's one-sided. client example. Yeah, it's one-sided. Yeah. She clearly wants to be in a relationship. And I think he doesn't want to, because I, I think- Or he isn't sure. She's, he she, he's, might be seeing some other people. Which she has, you know, said too, based on his behavior. But that, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that very well. Because it would seem to me that like a friend with benefits, if that's, I mean. We're what, both was, agreeing upon we're that. We're both agreeing we're upon both, that, both right? Know. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a relationship, you're both agreeing to be in the relationship. But a situationship feels like you're not on the same page. And why wouldn't you be on the same page? Because you're not communicating. women breaking this down for these younger people. <laughs> I hope they're listening. <laughs> They're not. I was looking at our demographics. They're not. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're having some our, senior moments, but we're still breaking it down. I think our kids are the only people that are under 50 who are listening to our podcast. So they probably stop. All right, but let's have them listen to this episode for sure. Um, yeah, but, th- but that's that's a very good point. Like no clear boundaries, right? And and um, I, I think if you find yourself in this kind of situation ship to, to stop, step back and think about what is it that you want. And, and again, I think this goes back to, to the, the, the red flag that if someone's telling you they don't yeah. want to be in a relationship, <laughs> right. they probably don't want to be in a relationship. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 I, we might not have all the, you know, the up-to-date definitions of these terms, but it seems to me that oh, my B-real just went off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh see you are you want to be real it right now while we're doing right the now. podcast yeah i um, love that see kathy is hip ready i'm ready so can a situation ship be a good thing i just think it can only be a good thing if you're communicating if you're both communicating yeah, if you both want to be in what i'm taking away from this when i'm more mindful of and this is this is really important because i think sometimes i would like a situation ship yeah. versus a relationship maybe i don't i don't really know um but i think the 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 thing 
my takeaway from our conversation tonight is that everyone's got to be on the same page. Everybody has to be on the same page. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. we both have to agree. This is a situation ship and because I, I, you know, I'm, I was struggling because I think sometimes in these situation ships, it might feel like the connection is superficial, but I've been in situation ships or someone where I did feel connected. And that's finally where I was like, mm. wait a minute, like I haven't met your family or, you know, mm. what, what's this about? What are we doing here? Right. So um, did you resolve it or no, it's still situation ship no. mode. Okay. No, I, th- I I just ended it. Okay. Even attempting potentially to have a conversation, if you want more from a situation ship than the other person is willing to give it, I don't know that you're going to actually have an honest conversation. Yeah. That would be like Samantha is admitting that maybe she's on the side that wants a situation ship to maybe be aware. No, no, there's not no judging. Yeah. I'm not judging, yeah. but to be yeah. aware of how that might, the other person might be experiencing that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So it's all about communication always. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But help me out with this notion of situationship, right? Like, I think I want a situationship because I don't know what I want yet. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if a situationship is a good place to be if you don't know what you want. It seems like if you're just dating, can't you just be dating? Like at what point does dating turn into a situationship? I guess that's well, my question. I, again, I yeah. think when someone says to you, I want, and, and I could be someone's girlfriend. I think I mm-hmm. could do that, right? That mm-hmm. word doesn't scare me. I think it's when someone says, what do you see for the future? Mm. Right. Because I think where I am in my life, I, I don't know what I see in the future. Right. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't know if I see someone moving in my house and bringing their stuff. And I also, I mean, maybe I see moving in with someone else, but I don't even know if I see myself in the rust belt. Sure. I, I think, I think you just hit on something that's resonating with me, which is when I was in that relationship, it seemed like when we were young and you were in relationships to ultimately probably get married and yeah. have children yeah. this it's like different yeah. right and I think we were sort of stuck in this well what's the future going to look like and I was kind of like well let's just keep hanging out this is fun we're having fun yeah. and um he seemed to want more I think more definition around what the future was going to look like and I didn't really know and so maybe maybe he felt like he was in a situation ship with me I didn't feel like that but maybe he did but I, and um, I, I think this is this larger discussion for people of our age, right? Mm-hmm. That like the societal stereotypes don't define us anymore, right? Yeah. And it was yeah. interesting because I was listening to Jane Fonda, who was like mm-hmm. in her third chapter is not going to be in relationship because she doesn't, you know, can't find herself. And initially I thought like, and I, you know, if she wants to reach out to me, please, Jane, we can have a whole conversation. I was like, I'd love to have her on. That's a a cop out. Now I get it. Yeah. You think it's a cop out. Yeah. She's, she's trying to tend to other relationships, Mm -hmm. her Mm -hmm. relationships with her children and her grandchildren and her friends. She talks about her friends. Yeah. Her Um, girlfriend. And, and, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. But it would be hard for a man to be in relationship with her because they would probably think, oh, I'm in a situation but like why do we have to put these labels on things yeah. versus just I'm in yeah. relationship Samantha with Samantha who's a little confused about what the future holds for her and I'm tolerating that uncertainty because I like Samantha exactly exactly that would be a nice that would feel good right to have someone tolerate the uncertainty with you I would like that <laughs> yeah I mean and I still we both have kids still at home and you yeah. know that I just was like I can't think beyond that you know like I got to get that wrapped up before I can think about 
I don't know. Yeah. So it was, it was gray and it was weird and it was hard. And, um, so maybe we need to have other people come on and talk with us about this because about I think there are situationships. There's situationships. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we got a lot accomplished today. Yeah. Despite our senior moments, I got a lot of clarity. Um, and as always, you know, whatever red flags, yellow flags you may be experiencing, you probably are also putting out some. So to always be aware of your past stuff, your hurt, your pain, your, you know, stuff that you've experienced that you may be bringing in and to just, you know, there's lots of help out there. There's lots of resources out there and to, you know, to continue to work on bringing your best self into your relationships, all of your relationships. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's a really nice reminder for myself included. Yeah. Until the next time. Bye for now. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Rust Belt Love. For now, you can find us on Instagram at rblovepod. That's one word, R-B-L-O-V-E-P-O-D. And our DMs are open. So let us know what you think and what else you want to cover in these conversations. And until the next time, have fun and stay open to love.